You're listening to From the Midlands, the stories of people making a difference across the region. Our presenter is Gail Downey. Hello and welcome to From the Midlands. Joining me today is one of the three musketeers who invented the world's first plastic trombone and is based here in the Midlands, Stephen Greenall. Hello. Good morning, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. So three of you invented the world's first plastic trombone. How did that come about? Well, it was way back in 2007, which seems like a lifetime ago now. Um, and funny with music, you know, you you know fellow musicians, it's quite a small community. And my trombone teacher, who's a guy called Simon Hoggs, just recently retired as director of music at Warwick School, had another former student called Hugh Rashley. Um, and Simon had heard that Hugh was interested in making plastic instruments. He'd just graduated from Loughborough University in, in design. And um, he thought I might be a good person for Hugh to speak to. So Hugh and I got together and Hugh wasn't a trombone player. So I needed to bring in a friend of mine who's uh, been an expert in trombone design for a long time called Chris Fower. So it was Hugh, Chris and myself set off on this journey in 2007. And of course, there was no there was no manual on the shelf. There was no book to turn to. There was nothing uh, to guide us other than our instincts and our insights into trying to make the trombone more accessible and fun for children. And why is plastic so important? Well, the great thing when we started out the journey was that we wanted to reinvent the wheel. We started with a blank piece of paper. Um, What we were driven by was that, especially back then, um, Youth Music had relatively recently published a report that that the trombone was was an endangered species. It was on the verge of extinction. And um, as, you know, players ourselves and educators and parents, this was something we were just, we wanted to do something about it. Um, and and the, the plastic wasn't, it wasn't like we just set out and said, we're going to do it in plastic. Obviously, what plastic enabled us to do was to manufacture things in a much more affordable way. We utilise automotive manufacturers. So we're making hundreds of thousands of, of, of instruments, but we're able to do it very, very cheaply very cost-effectively and to very high quality. And when we talked beforehand, I remember you said that as a child, you saw bands playing and people playing the trombone. And of course, children don't see that on television now. No, that's that's right. I mean, one of there were some great trombone players when I grew up. And I, I started trombone at the age of nine. And, and there's this great quote that, uh, that Simon Hogg I mentioned earlier, says, the trombone chooses you, you don't choose the trombone. And it's a bit like that. You know, I was in my assembly when, and the, the music teacher held up this shiny object and I didn't know what it was and he just sort of said does anyone want to learn to play this trombone and I don't know why I put my hand up you know but yeah I th- I, I think um, it's it, it, it's very much about getting kids engaged in music and you know the, that, that passion around wanting to make sure that we make it accessible because for us the trombone's a fantastic instrument you know when I when you get to see the iconic Don Lusher on yeah, I think it was Dusty Bin's, you know, Ted Rogers' three, two, one. You know, it, it, it's an exemplar. And and as a young kid, as a trombone player, you go, wow, that's amazing. There's a trombone there. And of course, these days, you don't get to see that as much. Uh, you have to look harder, actually, it's fair to say. They are there. These iconic players are there, but they're just a little bit harder to find. Why do you think that is? I think that's a great question. I mean, I, I think, I think 
children today are engaged in more music making than they've ever been. It's a misnomer for us to think that children aren't engaged in music. They are. They're listening to more music than they've ever done before, and all the studies tell us that. I just think it's the genre and the style of music that's that that, that we're missing, and I think we've. It's the job of the manufacturers and the music industry to speak to those children in the language of music that they love um, in the same way that we were attracted to our instrument when we grew up in the language of music that we love you know and I, I think it's so important that we connect with those children um, and 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 their music and and that's what we're trying to do now with with white music group is make sure that you break down the barriers it's we are good in the music industry of making putting up walls and making you know well music is hard and um you've got to do hours and hours of practice and 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 it's not it's not all true yes you have to work hard if you want to be really really skilled at it but the objective shouldn't be to try and get as many trombone players to be the principal trombone in the london symphony orchestra the objective should be to get as many children to have a go have fun and enjoy making music it's a lifelong skill that's why we should be encouraging it and that's one of the reasons that you decided not to turn professional. You said you started to learn when you were a child and then in your teenage years, you, you decided to take a different route. Yeah, I mean, I, I did the typical... I mean, I was very fortunate. I had, a, I had a good upbringing, went to a good school, good music programme. And, you know, I started at nine. My parents were supportive. Um, they didn't push me, but, you know, they were supportive. I, I went through the Derbyshire County Youth System and did my grade eight. And I could have, I could have um, gone to music college, but I, there, were always, there were always better players around me. And I knew that. Um, and I, I just wasn't attracted to that kind of notion of being the second chair or the third chair, as they call it. You know, you, so for me, I just wanted to keep music as an amateur. You know, amateur comes from the Latin word MO, which means love. And I wanted to keep my love of it not for it to be a profession and um, and that's what I've done I've 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 kept you know I, I've kept that music as a, as a as a love and a passion which I'm now sharing with my own children and we're really focused on you know um, yes we want to support the industry and we do lots of work with professional musicians all over the world now um, but for us it's that first access point you know I was lucky I was very very lucky um, that I got the chance to have a go and it was something that I will always do and I will love doing and I'm hoping my, my son is enjoy doing now. Um, that I, I want to make sure as many kids as, as can get the chance to play the trombone or the trumpet or whatever instrument they want. But the more the more chances we give them to play, um, the more they'll they'll work out which is the instrument they want to learn. And hence the plastic trombone because it's lighter, cheaper and more colourful. How did you actually make a plastic trombone because they're generally metal aren't they yeah absolutely i mean the trombone was the reason we chose the trombone as the first instrument is because it's actually the easiest to do it's the simplest from a mechanical perspective it's got a slide as people will know that moves up and down and that that's really the the tricky part of the of the mechanical element how do you keep the parallel slides with plastic materials so we had we had a lot of fun trying different sort of um, materials there to make that work I mean like I said it, it wasn't that we set out to just do it in plastic it was that the plastic element gave us a lot of opportunities to do things differently um, and and one of the things we learned early on was I mean one of the the, 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 the mistakes we made and, and 
part of success is failing, right? So we 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 made loads of failures, and it was, it was quite good fun for most of the time. It wasn't always fun to fail, but but we got got to the success in the end. Um, but we tr- we tried different materials, and we learnt pretty quickly that if we tried to make a copy of a trombone in plastic, it would not work. Um, so after we kind of come to that realization uh, we went back to the drawing board again uh, and we thought right well let's think about this differently and that's when we learned about how we can vary the thickness of the material which you can't do on metal very easily at all you know when you see a metal trombone the inside of the trombone and the outside of the trombone are identical because they basically follow the same shape with a plastic you can vary wall thicknesses so you can have it thinner and thicker and that opened up a whole new world to us because we could now get the sound of the trombone by changing the internal dimensions and that's the thing that we applied for the patent for that was that was granted and and that essentially revolutionized um the way that we could manufacture because now we can injection mold um with with plastics once we've paid for the mold which is obviously pretty expensive generally but then you can go on to make hundreds of thousands of the of the parts the same time and time and time again and you sell these all over the world i think is it 60 countries yeah about 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 60 countries and we've sold nearly half a million instruments uh, just over half a million instruments in the uh, since we started the first the first one went live about end of 2010 and what kind of colours are you using now? Because I think, what was the first colour of the first plastic trombone? We did we did four colours right at the start, red, blue, yellow and green. And then we added purple, orange, black and white. And we've now got eight colours on our, on our trumpets and our trombones. And then we've also, I mean, we've kept developing new instruments. We've, we've, we've now got seven instruments. We're launching our eighth instrument this year. And that will really complete the the lineup of the the trombone pathway so because you can't give a trombone to a three-year-old you know my son Ralph uh, he didn't start playing the p-bone which is a full-size trombone like you said it's it's a lot lighter it's a lot easier to hold for him but even then it's still too long you know he's still got to get his arms out to get sixth position all those challenges that that I faced when I was a beginner but I was holding a brass instrument it made it even harder Um, so we do a little p-buzz which is a bit like a sliding vuvuzela. I don't like to use the word vuvuzela. It's got connotations of not a, not a musical instrument, but it's, the pebas is a great little five. It's a bit like a recorder for brass. And then we have a bugle, which we launched last year, um, which is um, obviously people will will all know the uh, the legacy and the history of bugles in terms of commemora- commemoration. We saw the bugle as the Royal Marines playing at the funeral of um, His Royal Highness Duke of Edinburgh uh, recently. Um, and we're using the bugle as as a as a way to as it, as it was originally formed, you know, as a way to get people to start playing just a few notes. Uh, and we go all the way through to high end, high quality hybrid instruments, a bit like hybrid cars, you know, a mixture of um, a mixture of metal and plastic. Very very clever uh, use of technology and materials to try and get the quality and the sound of the instrument as close to those multi thousand pound professional high-end instruments i think you described it as a robocop of the musical instruments yeah it, it is a bit of a, a, a it's a good analogy um i mean it's the, the high-tech trumpet that i'm talking of we which we launched in 2019 has won many awards actually um 
that 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 was especially developed and that's the one where we plate it again using automotive plating um in gold and silver so you you literally can't tell it's it's not a, a brass instrument um because in some cases the the presentation of the instrument is important the the nine-year-old eight-year-old seven-year-old kid if i'm honest um would they rather play a silver trombone or a, a, a red trombone they pick red every time and do you think that that is encouraging more children to pick up the trombone and the bugle and the other instruments that you're making in plastic and more colourful? Yeah, I mean, I think... So we know from our education customers, which are predominantly music education retailers across the country, so in the UK now, 80% of children who are starting their journey on a brass instrument are playing one of our instruments. And that number is growing, Um now, the, the other thing that we're able to do is enable that journey to start sooner. So, as I know, I've got young children, nine, seven, and six. So, um, and technology is a huge part of their lives. You know, and we, and we, we battle in the same way all parents do about phones and switches and want to get them to play football and go and play with their friends and all that. And it's, that's been challenging in lockdown, of course. But f- for us, it's about giving them that experience as early as you can. So if you're going to wait until your child's 12 or 13 to give them a musical experience, then they're, they're, they've moved on so far in the world, you know, and the music they'll be listening has moved on and the way that they're listening to that music has moved on. So what's really, really important for us is to get an, get an instrument in the hands of a three-year-old, which is kind of like a trombone. That's what the Peebles is. Give, give them a bugle. You know what? If they drop it on the floor, it doesn't matter. It's fine. It's okay. They're not going to break. You just want them to have in that sort of play-based experience like they have in their sort of earlier foundation stage education give them make them make it fun make it accessible stick it in the corner and they'll go and play with it and and actually that's when you start to break down the myths that trombone playing is hard and complicated and it's too difficult it's not true buzzing lips is the most natural thing in the world kids do it all the time for fun so what we're trying to do is just hone that skill and let them have let them be creative let them have a little bit of um you know have fun playing a brass instrument at an early age and then when they identify that to a trumpet or trombone and they go on then that that's where the all the lines you know all the dots get joined you must be incredibly proud that 80 percent of the instruments in schools come from you your company come from warwick music group yeah i mean especially on the brass side because our our position as a business and we've seen it time and time again is those kids are having a better experience than they would like i did if they were holding heavy often old complicated brass instruments now i I, i'm a massive fan of brass playing i want more of those kids to go and buy brass instruments and to keep playing music all the way through their lives um so we're not anti-brass at all i mean we still i've still got all my trombones i still play them on occasion when i get the time what this revolution has done um and we call it like a, a disruptive innovation has done is it's enabled teachers who work so hard day in day out especially in the music which is often a subject which doesn't get the priority that it needs in schools it gives them a tool to to get music going fast quickly and the kids to have a really great experience and that that's part of our job is to support those those music educationalist specialists all over the, the country and the world who just need decent tools because the teaching's fantastic you know and they're able to get those kids excited in their whole class learning or one-to-one lessons or like my with my own son he's got a fantastic trombone teacher at his school and and it's it's great to see that creativity happening is he going to go on and become 
um, you know, the principal trombone of the London Symphony Orchestra. Not, I know his grandma would rather him be wing for Wales, uh, which as an England fan is, is challenging. But, you know, I don't care. I just want him to have uh, a fun, enjoyable childhood doing all the things that he wants to do. And then hopefully some of them will stick and he'll enjoy them for the rest of his life. So tell us about the Warwick Music Group. You set it up with a couple of friends, didn't you? Yeah, well, it, 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 like all these things in music, it, it's it's... The, the company's legacy is actually as a music publisher that started in um, next to the Rosengrand pub in Warwick in 1994. And, and I'd literally just left Warwick University. I'd done my first degree there as an engineer. And Simon Hogg and I formed this publishing company uh, with with a few pieces of music. And again, it was filling a need. The, the, the trombone, you know, the, there aren't any Mozart trombone concertos. We all know the Mozart horn concertos or the Haydn trumpet concerto. There's, there's not really any decent trombone repertoire. Um, that's well known there is lots of repertoire that people don't know about it so we we set out on this journey to commission and and really create a repertoire for our instrument um, and it was great fun and then really the I think I think the innovation around instruments came about because as I mentioned earlier you know the the government was talking about these endangered species the oboe the bassoon the euphonium the tuba the trombone and you you know, when you've been playing this instrument all your life and you're passionate about it and someone tells you your instrument's about to be extinct, you kind of think, well, that's terrible. This isn't good. So so we pivoted into, into well, how do, we, how do we make instruments? And hence the journey with Hugh and Chris. Um, and so we still got our publishing company. Uh, we, we have a number of pieces that are published and sold um, all over the world. We've got music on the Associated Board syllabus and... Um, all the other exam syllabuses um, syllabi around the world and and that part of the business is still there and actually it's very interesting because the instrument businesses um, we've you know we've sold half a million instruments we've got trumpets trombones people's bugles all sorts of things we've got the publishing arm and the two businesses are coming closer and closer and closer together because one of our big journeys now is and, and certainly through lockdown and covid is um, when you can't have a lesson in school, what do you do? How, how do you learn? And, and, and so we've developed products and offers and music resources that make it easy for parents to support their children's learning at home, digital resources. All of our music's now available for PDF download online. So it, it's, it's very much a bigger picture around helping parents and teachers and the students themselves have a great music learning experience on on the brass field because we think brass is brilliant what's next for warwick music group and for you well it's been a challenging year uh for the wind and brass space uh, generally school music has been substantially uh, cut back understandably uh, and internationally i mean all of our international dealers have struggled uh with you know clarinets flutes trumpets trombones there was a very big misconception early on that playing a brass instrument or a wind instrument would spread covid which which actually wasn't true but you could understand how people reached that conclusion so so for us uh, it's really been a year of consolidation actually and i think i think one of the great projects that we did when I, I find myself at the end of march like a lot of business owners really wondering what what's going to happen you know all the shops were closed all the schools were closed um, all of our orders stopped literally overnight. Um, obviously, the government support has been truly incredible. I, I, you know, I, I think what um, Rishi Sunak and, and supported by I know trade unions and trade bodies um, around the country um, has been really well well received. But you know, it's it's made us look really hard about 
our future and our and our um, our development as a business. Um, one of the projects that we were able to do when I had all this free time, I and mean, I used to be traveling the world every month. I must say I haven't missed that part. Uh, it's been great to be at home with the kids and cooking tea and spending time with the family, which I normally wouldn't get as much time to do. We went through a carbon neutral certification process last year, so all of our products now are completely carbon neutral. Um, we're very, very keen to um, remove as much um, of the um, the carbon impact onto our product manufacturer as we can. So that is a big part of our journey going forward. I think you know we we are the first music SME to sign up to the UN's uh, United Nations SME climate commitment. We're hoping to be engaged in the COP26 conference in November. Um, and again, it, you know, sustainability is a huge part of the lives of our users. You know, kids care about this thing. I know that from my own my own children's experience. And, and as a manufacturer of plastic instruments, of course, the first question we get is, well, isn't this damaging for the environment? And, and of course, we have to educate our consumers that though, compared to brass instruments, plastics are a much better choice. And also, you know, as a manufacturer, we take our responsibility really seriously. And we're looking, we offset all of our carbon costs, which is why all of our instruments are delivered to our consumers as a carbon neutral product. Um, and we're doing everything we can. Our, the power in this building is being powered by wind and solar. My car is electric. You know, we take our commitment really seriously around sustainability. I think that's a big part of our journey going forward. Because people assume plastic equals plastic bags equals being thrown in the sea. I think the misunderstanding around single-use plastics and other plastics is, 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 is a challenge. But so, that, that's, so that's a challenge that we have to address. You know, it's not the consumer's fault that they don't understand the difference. That's our job to, to really articulate, therefore, uh, what those differences are. So you don't, you're not going to see a pea bone floating in the sea. Um, you know, all the iconic images that you know David Attenborough's Blue Planet, um, with the you know the turtle wrapped in the plastic bag. You know, and absolutely, we want to alleviate that. And in our own case, we you know we avoid pretty much everywhere where we can shrink wrapping and all, all those um, types of plastics, those single-use plastics. But but ABS plastic is everywhere. Uh, in our world it's in most people's cars um, as I said we use automotive manufacturers so it, it's a big part of people's lives it's there it's an oil-based product we are so one of the projects we're work, looking at and we're working with um, people in Coventry and Warwickshire on is how could we take waste from the homes of Coventry and Warwickshire and turn that into musical instruments so yeah so I, that's really interesting I, I know this is audio but i looked at your expression there yeah that yeah absolutely so we're engaging directly with you know senior people at warwickshire county council and, and Coventry city council around and, and they're engaging in this this isn't you know this isn't pie in the sky stuff this is about how could we look at the the, the waste that's coming through because obviously all of that waste is then uh, sorted out and how could we pick out the materials that we could use and then put that into our manufacturing process so that we could essentially make instruments that would be made from local waste it's a big part of our plan and we're excited to be engaging with um, with Coventry City Council in Warwickshire on that potential project you're clearly very passionate about your product aren't you yeah absolutely I mean being an entrepreneur is is has ups and downs you know I got I've got some great advice and had some great mentors around me for a long time and that's been really helpful but you you know as I said earlier failure is part of success it's not the opposite of success you you have to go through failure as an entrepreneur to to get to that success successful point so that inevitably means you, you're going to have 
good days and bad days. And, and you know, I recall in June 2019, uh, Chris and I were stood in the music room at Buckingham Palace, meeting His Royal Highness Prince Charles, receiving our Queen's Award. That was a great day, you know, an amazing day. And and he was and he was an incredible individual. He he knew who we are. He was on the sustainability thing straight away. He was talking to us about it. Do you know about this additive you can put into plastics to do? And we were, we knew about it, and that was fantastic. And then you know, right back at the beginning, uh, we we ran the we we made the first mold, which was a lot of money. And we, run, we ran that mould and we'd made this huge leap of faith of we've done our design, we've 3D printed it, now we're going to make it in a mould. We did everything we could to make sure the mould would be right. And we, we, do, we got the first trombones off the mould and they didn't work. They just didn't work. And um, yeah, it was devastating. And, uh, you know, and at that point, you, you know, all the negative feeling, your house is on the line, you've got all this money that you've invested in it, it's not going to work. And, and again, it was just that strong belief, that core belief, that passion, um, that purpose of, of why you're doing it. And we, we worked it out and we understood. And we'd never made a mould before, and well, although we had some great support. So it wasn't like we'd made a technical mistake. It was part of the process part of the innovation there was no book we had to make some adjustments and then we made the mold again luckily we didn't have to remake the whole mold um and it worked fantastically and actually that 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 unlocking that that failure gave us another nugget of really powerful information um around how to make the sound and how to make the instruments work um, in an injection mold tool so what would your advice be to entrepreneurs to startups? Well, I think I, I, I think the absolutely single most important thing is to um, is to have a really core purpose that you believe in. Uh, I, 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 you know, entre- being in business is. I mean, especially if you look at modern business practice and modern behaviour, it is not about driving profits for shareholders. That is just not the way um as an entrepreneur certainly that is not the way to behave um if you think if you are focused on making money um then you're focused on the wrong thing you know it, uh, so, i mean i've got my own children now and i i've been i've been really fortunate i go around the world i've seen hundreds of well, thousands i've seen myself thousands of kids playing our instruments i've seen their eyes light up i've seen that magical experience happen myself that's the legacy of our business. That's the legacy of the people in our business. That's what we've done. We've we've started that journey. We've lit the touch paper in those children um, to get involved in making music. That's purpose. That's what business is about. It's not about making money. And and I would just urge all entrepreneurs find something that you believe in and find something that you're passionate about because you need that passion in the good days and the bad days. You've been listening to From the Midlands, a whirlwind production. If you've enjoyed listening and would like to sponsor this series of podcasts, details are available on our website at fromthemidlands.co.uk.